Hey friend, welcome to Branding Strategies That Convert. I'm so excited you're here. I'm Robin Kent. If you're the girl with all the big business ideas swirling around in your head, but you struggle with building a crystal clear brand and marketing plan that creates authentic connections, then this is the podcast for you. Learn to organize your brilliant ideas, create profitable strategies, and find your people. Your ideal clients are looking for you. So let's make sure they know exactly who you are, what you stand for, and what you do. Okay, I have to ask, do you struggle with staying focused? Or have you figured out how to stay focused anytime you need to sit down and get work done? Well, I have not been that way. I had to figure out how to get focused, how to accomplish tasks, and how to make my business thrive because I had this passion that I wanted others to have but I had the struggle to get there. So I don't know if you can relate, but staying focused has been a challenge to me forever. So whether it was reading a chapter of a library book in grade school, listening to a long lecture in college, or working towards a long-term career goal, I have dealt with this struggle my entire life. And it wasn't until my early 30s that I wasn't thinking any longer It's just because I'm not trying hard enough. I mean, since grade school, like since first grade, my report card would say, Robin needs to try harder. Robin talks too much. Robin needs to focus on her schoolwork. I saw this struggle as a flaw in me and that it was going to hold me back from being successful. You see, the educators that wrote those messages on my report card, I thought maybe they were right and I just needed to work harder and get focused. I felt like this should be a piece of cake. It is for everyone else. And I was just being lazy to make it happen. I knew I didn't have a lazy bone in my body. My brain doesn't shut down until I am completely asleep. And as soon as I wake up, my brain is already thinking about the day's events or how to figure something out. Does this sound familiar to you, any of this? But finally, in my early 30s, I was diagnosed with ADHD and dyslexia. I finally had the cause of what I was trying to overcome for decades. I kept pushing and trying and thinking about ways to get to my goals because I had them. I had big visions. I had, I was inspired to do something big and make an impact. I felt like the flaw in my abilities were too big to make the impact my heart and mind wanted to create. Yes, I had overcome many obstacles by this time. I had already finished my undergrad degree in psychology and two graduate degrees in psychology, but I felt like I was limited in what I could do because those voices of telling me I was talking too much, I needed to focus, and that I had to concentrate were just in the back of my mind. I still had that mindset that I won't be able to accomplish the big visions that I had in my head. But the diagnosis gave me relief. Instead of doom and gloom that I am just stuck where I am, the diagnosis actually helped me have power and hope 
and helped me to see it as a superpower. It gave me the like, ah, a relief. My shoulders relaxed. My brain just opened up and was like, okay, I'm going to tackle this and I am going to push through and make things happen. So I had to figure out what were some of the ways that would fit who I am, what I'm dealing with, and make a difference in what I wanted to do. I started seeing the benefits of having ADHD, I, such as attention to details, thinking about processes, being creative, and having an imagination, you know, that imagination I couldn't slow down, being able to hyper-focus on how to do something new, and the love of taking a risk. Hello, Enneagram 7 as well. So that right there, as an Enneagram 7, we love to take risks and try new things. Many times when children or adults are diagnosed with ADHD, they see and think about all the things that will hold them back. And they use this label as something possibly even I've seen as an excuse of why they can't do something. You see, I worked in the education world for almost 20 years and working with kids and parents and coworkers that had ADHD, you saw a variety of people of how they handled this diagnosis. But in working with others and myself for decades about using them as a superpower has helped each one of us knock down those hurdles, and figure out how to overcome the challenges that we face. You have to change your perspective to change your outcome. So think about that. You have to change your perspective of how you look at something before you can change the outcome. It's so much in your mindset. It's so much of the way that you think of stuff. When I work with clients that have ADHD as a brand strategist, as a tech strategist, and so when I work with them, we are able to be extremely productive together. One reason is because even with the same diagnosis, we can have different challenges and we can understand things differently on different levels. Not all ADHD are created equally. We still have our unique strengths and our unique weaknesses. There's so much information out there about ADHD, but information on dyslexia is a rare find. I mean, yes, you can Google it and you can find out all about the symptoms and how dyslexia itself is so different in everybody. And in dyslexia and ADHD, it has nothing to do with your IQ. It has to do with your processes. And oh my goodness, this is what I would tell so many parents of kids. And I, t- and I remind my clients now as adults, and we're working on building their business and, and they start falling into the imposter syndrome and they're thinking they can't do this. And then these labels pop up in their head. I'm just like, but wait a second, your ADHD and your possible diagnosis of dyslexia is not correlated to your IQ. In fact, I have to give you just a little insider. My son, who is now 25 years old, he was at three years old, he was determined his IQ was 141. If you don't know anything about IQ, 100 to 115 is your average IQ. And so when you start talking about 141, 
I'll get a little number nerdy with you, but that's two standard deviations above the norm. So with that, he was super intelligent. I was so amazed of some of the things that he would recall and remember and still to this day. But when he was in middle school, he was diagnosed with ADHD, which a lot of times characteristics of gifted kids overlap ADHD and with adults. But let me get back to ADHD and dyslexia. So actually research shows that about 40% of people with ADHD have dyslexia as well. This helped me feel like I was not the only crazy one out there. And of course, I started looking at my superpowers with dyslexia as well. So let me tell you a little bit about dyslexia because there's some myths and misnomers out there, but let me just clarify. And I just want to focus on the strengths and the superpowers of that I get from having dyslexia. So the number one is strong problem solving skills is a result of my dyslexia. I was amazed. Actually, individuals with dyslexia often have highly developed problem solving skills. And they may be able to think creatively creatively and find alternative solutions to problems that others may not have considered. This is so me. And the more I realized it was from having dyslexia, then the more I used it as a superpower instead of being overwhelmed. It made so much sense when I thought about that geometry was my favorite math class. Statistics was one of my favorite math classes because it was problem solving skills that had a point to it instead of the algebraic expression that you're like, what's the point here, right? And so then it helped me understand how I can think outside the box, how I just ooh, just cringe when people try to put me in a box because I'm thinking so outside the box. And this helps me understand why I am able to do that. Okay, so number two, spatial reasoning. Dyslexia can lead to enhanced spatial reasoning abilities. This can manifest in skills such as the visual spatial thinking, artistic or design talent, and the ability to navigate through spaces and on map. Oh my goodness, again, this is again so me. It explains why I learn and remember things so much better when it's visual. When I can create a visual picture, whether it's in my head, on paper, or on the computer, then it is so much easier to comprehend and retain. I think this is also what draws me to my creative side is in seeing balance in graphics and website pages and being able to have a voice and understanding of how to deliver the message. So when other people are consuming the information or the design, it's not overwhelming. It's enjoyable and easy to consume. Number three, perceptiveness. Individuals with dyslexia may also be highly perceptive, noticing details and patterns that others might miss. This is so true for me and my creative work, solving things like a science experiment and social interactions. It is just explains it so much. It's like I can see the details and I can see the patterns on how I interact with someone or how someone interacts with me, again, with my creative work, how I love to walk into a solution and know I'm going to be solution focused because then I step back and I think about 
what needs to happen to solve that problem. I mean, that's actually how I learned how to build websites is we wanted a website built and I had to figure out how to make that happen. So then it's kind of crazy how I can't spell very well myself, (laughs) but if I'm proofreading others' work, I can notice the smallest details and notice something doesn't look quite right. Then I use resources to see what the correct spelling is. And so this goes again to my perception and how I see things and how I notice the details in pattern. Okay, number four, strong verbal skills. Despite difficulties in reading and writing, many individuals with dyslexia have strong verbal skills. They may have an excellent vocabulary, strong speaking abilities, and the ability to articulate complex ideas and concepts. Oh my goodness, that is exactly why I picked podcast over just doing blogging. I am going into the blogging world, but it has been an adventure. But my verbal skills, if we meet face-to-face or when you're listening here on the podcast, I have been told over and over that I am a natural, that it's so easy to listen to me. And I'm just telling you that because I relate that to part of being dyslexic, but that is a strength in it. So I might struggle in the reading and the writing and comprehending and putting those things and being a slower process of that. But if we're talking verbally and communicating back and forth, then that is definitely my strength. And maybe it is yours as well. You remember when I said my teacher said I talk too much? Well, it's because it's one of my superpowers that is completely separate from the reading and writing. This is why I love interacting with people face-to-face. I love brainstorming ideas. I love breaking things down into small processes to get to the bigger overarching concept. You know, I mean, actually, that's one of the things that my clients mention often is, Robin, oh my gosh, like I'm able to take their big vision ideas and I'm able to see that vision, but then I'm able to step back and say, oh, this is what we need to do to make that happen. Whether it is a marketing funnel, whether it is creating connections to a particular audience that they're aiming for, whether it is creating a design that they They want to be able to share information and stuff to others. And how is that going to speak to them? It is just such an eye-opening when we change our perspective and when we take our ADHD and or dyslexia and we look at it in the eyes of what are our strengths? What are our strengths? How can we turn this around and be a superpower? So you may be asking, why are you telling me all of this? What I have learned is that many business owners, CEOs, entrepreneurs, whatever title you choose can be hard for ADHD individuals, but it also can be the best thing you ever tackle. It can be a real challenge. You may think you want to be able to push past the hurdles and be all the things you dream of, but just don't know how. I want to encourage you, do your research, find your people, and change your perspective on the label of ADHD. Use the label as a way to know what you are dealing with and research ways you can tackle the challenges. You see them, yes, they may be a challenge, but 
How can you get over that challenge? How can you work around that challenge? What can you do instead of focusing on that challenge being in front of your face, you're stuck and you can't go anywhere? I know from personal experience and what my clients say that being surrounded by others that get the challenges, they get the struggles that you're dealing with, but have a positive, realistic outlook is a game changer. It's a huge game changer. If you surround yourself with people in any situation, whether you're ADHD or not, but if you surround yourself with people that continue to look at the hurdles in front of you as an obstacle that you can't go anywhere, then you're not going to go anywhere. But if you surround yourself with people who see it as, how can we make this happen? If they are solution focused and they are driven to make it happen, you, it will become even easier for you to get there as well. I just want to let you know, my DMs are always open to connecting with you. And I'd love to empower you through the hurdles you are facing. You are not alone. So reach out connect with me. You can find my social media links in the show notes, or you can email me. You'll also find that in the show notes, but I just want you to know you are not alone in this. And this is, again, one of the things that my clients, whether I'm working with them on brand strategies, whether it is figuring out the tech pieces behind the scenes, creating a design, them facing business head on, not being alone anymore in figuring out and brainstorming things is one of their favorite pieces that they love. So I hope you found this helpful. And if you have a friend that you know needs a little encouragement in this area as well, then please share this episode with them. It takes a village to build a business and a brand. So be part of their village and share this with them. Well, I hope you have a wonderful day. And I can't wait to talk to you again soon. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast today. If you found this episode helpful, would you take a moment and share it with your friends on social media? And feel free to drop in my DMs and ask any of your burning questions. You can find my social media handles in the episode description below. Until next time, I hope you have an amazing day. Remember, your clients are looking for you. Let's make sure they know who you are, what you stand for, and what you do.